D. Smith, welcome in. It is the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast is brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. Also brought to you by Sport Clips, where it is good to be a guy. Darren and I are on location today. We have broken out of our quarantine bubbles, and we've gone to a new bubble. A bubble in Mission Valley. Good to see you, Darren. Good to see you, Jordan. This is the first time that we have done this podcast in person since when? Honestly, like since when? We'll explain to everybody where we are, why we are, where we are. But when was the last time you and I did this podcast in person? I don't mean broadcast because obviously we had a bunch of SD Loyal matches home and away. Can you remember the last time you and I did the podcast in person? My guess, and it is just a guess, my guess is it was during an SD Loyal practice when we showed up and crashed a practice in the middle of the season. We stood up in the bleachers. Yes. I think Irvin Parra got like a knee to the head during that practice. I remember blood at that practice. I think that was the last time. (laughs) Um, I think that was the last time that we actually recorded a pod in person together. I think you're right. I think I would not have remembered that. And I do remember that because you and I were podcasting from the stands at Torero Stadium. Mm. And we were doing our best to you know, keep our normal volume up there for the listeners. But every time we would talk, I felt like we were getting dirty looks from the coaching staff and players. They're like, who the fuck is there <laughs> and with why? microphones? What are they talking about up there? We who almost got kicked out clowns? of that practice. We almost did. They're like, why? What are they, what? They're going to give away some secrets. We almost got the boot. Um, this is also a little bit different for us because Darren and I, I think for the first time, are actually recording the podcast uh, with masks on since we actually are together out and about. We haven't said where yet, but since we are, I mean, six feet apart, of course, we are together, though, so the masks are on. And I'm going to tell you right now, Darren, I accidentally took my wife's mask that is sized very differently than mine. Oh. And so this mask that I'm wearing, an SD Loyal mask, um, I was fortunate to, to secure a pair of those during the season, one for myself, one for my wife. Turns out I grabbed hers, and this thing is tearing apart my ears right now and falling <laughs> off my face. I am not comfortable wearing the mask, but you know what? We're going to get through it together. That's what we're going to do. Hey, uh, it's uh, the holiday season. We know that the numbers with regards to this pandemic are not great. So we will be responsible. We're kind of inside, outside. We got a little bit of both. We got some open air to us. It's a little bit chilly. It's a Tuesday night. It's November. But I agree with you. We will keep the masks on. And if there's, if this is hard to listen to, harder than normal to listen to, just know that Jordan and I are following the advice of the CDC, Mm. indoors, wearing masks. We're six feet apart from one another, somewhere thereabouts. So bear with us, everybody. We promise that the content will be worth your while. But yes, we are indoors, in person, wearing masks here. A lot of firsts on the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Yeah, so let's uh, let's paint a picture and maybe people can guess where we are. I, I see a huge television with a soccer match on. Major League Soccer, we got the postseason. Toronto and Nashville just wrapped up regulation scoreless. Um, so I see a huge TV with a soccer match. I see, I see jerseys. I see uh, shirts. I see scarves. I see hats. Um, I see stone. I see tequila. Um, I see, <laughs> I see a lot of tequila in front of us. Um, I see a lot of. A lot of a lot of colors that I, I'm very familiar with as well. I see Jordan Carruth broadcasting in front of a very colorful 
recognizable logo that had been painted on a large wood panel that a lot of people might have seen a little bit more than a year ago. I want to say it was November of 2019, back when it was a simpler time. I see Jordan looking at some of the merchandise. I see some familiar faces, Jordan, from last we saw some of these people. It was a soccer match at Torero Stadium. Mm. San Diego Loyal taking on Phoenix Rising. We remember what happened, the final match of the season for Loyal. I see some familiar faces. I see some traffic out there, which must mean that we're in a interesting part of San Diego County. Uh, I smell burgers. I smell burgers as well. Yeah, I we're, see milkshakes. We're in Mission Valley. Yeah, we are in Mission Valley. We're at the brand new SD Loyal headquarters, which is not yet open to the public. They have allowed us in here to record this podcast, to take a look around responsibly with masks on. We got to go into people's offices. We got to see the merchandise closet. We're watching the MLS postseason right now, the playoffs, their second postseason after the MLS is back tournament. And we're here for the next 30, 40 minutes talking about who knows what. But thank you to our friends at SD Loyal for inviting us in here to get a sneak peek, like many season ticket holders already have. Mm of their new headquarters in Mission Valley. Yeah, I feel uh, it sounds like a few of the season ticket members have uh, tapped a few kegs already here in the offices, yes. so that's good. Well By done. By the way, can we talk about this for a second? Are we happy or are we kind of pissed that we got here and they have kegs in the SD Loyal offices and they've kicked two kegs before we got here to record this podcast? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give out the actual stats, but it's two kegs in two weeks. Go ahead and put that on blast. But it's more of a representation of our amazing fan base and what they're interested in here in San Diego. They're showing up and they're drinking all the beer while doing, uh, while doing some shopping. So I think, it's, uh, I think it's a pretty good setup down here. The, the words that come to my mind are clean. It's very clean in here. Very clean, which is a good thing in 2020. But I don't mean it like actually like in a sanitary way. Like it's just a very clean, open, great look. Uh, it's not cluttered in here at all. There's plenty of space. Um, mentioned the kegs are empty. That's unfortunate, but it's a very clean, beautiful look. Seriously, man. Uh, and you guys here from the locals or from Los Chavos or whoever's been walking through the season ticket holders, I'm equal parts impressed and kind of pissed off at you that you came through here and you drank all the beer because we were promised some beer <laughs> when we were going to do the podcast. And it's a Tuesday night. Now we find ourselves sipping mezcal and tequila because there's no beer left so yeah, kudos still, to you but come on man you guys got to save a little bit for the, your friendly podcast it, it, it's totally fine it's a little bit of a surprise i mean we we did think it would just be flowing here but it is what it is i, I mean we could be talking about everything that we see we could see the new merch the new gear when it opens potentially but you know what we're, we're going to focus on we're going to focus on the empty kegs here and wonder why they're empty and potentially get those filled up by the time we're Although, done with this you podcast. know i guess there's another way of looking at this maybe it's our fault because we came here too late in the game now we thought that there would be a steady supply of beers and kegs delivered but hey you know we we won't complain too much here because we got to sip a little bit of mezcal so that's all good in the hood but seriously uh what a what a spot what a moment here for sd loyal now their headquarters they've had some people come through is our understanding we're recording a podcast here on whatever it is, November 24th. It's a Tuesday night. We're watching. Dude, Christmas is a month away. We're watching Nashville and, and Toronto. Scoreless still. Play in Hartford, Connecticut. Is that where this season. is? Yes. 
Okay. So they're going to extra time. Uh, their headquarters, for those that might not know, again, and, and they will have an official public opening coming up sometime in the next week. I want to say the first week of December. And we'll let them reveal when the date is, but it's Seems on. Seems like a good guess. Camino de la Reina, mm. which is next to a Shake Shack. If that's a, a destination point for you, there's a Shake Shack in Mission Valley. I'll give you another one. My wife would tell you, oh, it's right near the DSW, the Discount Shoe Warehouse. Mm. So that's right around the corner here as well. So it's a relatively new structure, building area. Some construction have gone up. There's some housing around here. Yeah, Mission Valley's in a constant state of something. And uh, they've decided <laughs> that uh, this is where they... SD Loyal headquarters are going to be right here smack dab in the Mission Valley. So we figured, hey, what the fuck? Let's go down here. Let's record a podcast and get out on a Tuesday afternoon and see what's what. Uh, yeah. I mean, you put it up right next to a burger joint. You got a keg inside the office. You got a great setup, if you ask me. Find me a better office in San Diego than this right now because <laughs> right? you're not going to be able to find a better one. This is it. This tops my list. I love your point, though, because you said it's clean. Like the paint is and I'm colorblind, as you know, so I don't know exactly what colors it is we're looking at here. But we've got high ceilings. Look at the loyal colors. We've got concrete flooring. Mm -hmm. We've got merchandise. We've got a dry erase board not too far away where coaches have been diagramming plays. I hope we're not sharing any privileged information. I were, know we, Nate, were we supposed to see the names on that board? I know Nate doesn't like it when we talk a little <laughs> tactics and some of the stuff that we might see during training or what have you. But that said. Don't worry, Nate. We'll only post a picture of that whiteboard to our Twitter accounts. Don't worry, your secrets are safe with us about who it is that you're adding to the roster. No, I'm kidding. We didn't actually see that. But we got to see a little glimpse as to what goes on here day in, day out. And I'll tell you, if anybody is hiring, uh, where do I submit my resume? <laughs> it is a very, very clean, open and like what is important this year, a very sterile look. Like it's very nice. It's I it's very like that's it's bright. The merch looks great. Um, I see jerseys. I see like track suits. I see shirts. I see scarves, hats. Um, I see a shirt, Darren, that I was uh, given the option during the season to actually pick out one shirt to have. And I picked the long sleeve Liao shirt because that's a very, I mean, it's a great looking shirt. Uh, it turns out it's very popular. I think they're even sold out of it right now. Uh, ordering more. Don't you worry. Um, but my mom stole that shirt. <laughs> she came down to like babies at the very next day, saw the shirt hanging over a chair in the, uh, in the living room. And she's like, this is a great shirt. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, it fits me. And she took it. She wanted it. She took it. So now I need to replace that shirt. I see it over there, but I found out it's sold out. So I got to wait a little bit longer. It's okay. But I'm going to do some, uh, I'm going to do some Christmas shopping by I mean some, I mean, get ready family. You're getting a lot of loyal stuff this year for Christmas. Yeah. I like the plan. I like the approach as well. And, and I will tell you as somebody who does my fair share of online shopping, there's something about having to wait for stuff that you really want. That is, is a little the flaw as an impatient, only child spoiled child. I will tell you, there's something about being able to just come down here to mission Valley See it for yourself, pick it up, walk out with it, put it in a bag, off you go, get in the car, go wherever you got to be. That is definitely appealing. So to have an official team store, to have an official club headquarters, all that sort of stuff. You know, this is yet again to me on a serious note, this is because, uh, yeah, I'm a serious guy. This is yet again, yeah, just another uh, feather in the cap for SD Loyal for everything that they're all about, you know, coming out of a pandemic impacted season the way they have where nothing was what you thought it was going to be what you budgeted for nothing right we talked about this last podcast we had a usl club go out of business yeah. in reno 1868 
So to see SD Loyal commit on this level, even given the circumstances, I think speaks so well of the club that this is this is not the boonies. This is Mission Valley. <laughs> and to open up a headquarters, to open up a team store, to make this at some point somewhere down the road when things return to normal here, hopefully before too long, to make it somewhat of a destination, uh, I think is just such a credit to the club and where the, the club is headed, that their direction remains completely you know, undeterred as a result of circumstances here. I think, you know, it, it just, it makes you feel good as somebody like you and I who are associated with it. And certainly anybody out there listening who's a supporter of this club already, I mean, just, it just gives you great confidence knowing that this is what this club is all about. Yeah, it feels very San Diego in here, doesn't it? You have like the big garage door opening, the big glass, you can see right through it into the shop. It's very open. A nice summer breeze will be coming through here. Once that comes around, like this is a very San Diego shop. It's a very good representation of a uh, San Diego loyal. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's a really, really good setup. I mean, when we, we're going to be back here very soon. And when we are back here, we'll actually be on video, um, which will do uh, a lot more <laughs> than us just describing what we're seeing. But this week is a little bit more of a laid back podcast. We're just kind of here quickly setting the uh, scene. Next week, we'll be able to see it a little bit more. And, uh, you know, it's a good time to see it. It's a good time for it to open up right before the holidays. So excited for all of that. And I've noticed that there is stuff inside here, inside the actual shop, Darren, that I have not seen on the website because I do check out that website very often. And uh, the shop, SD Loyal, uh, I see some gear here in person that I cannot find on the website. So that's uh, another reason to actually get down here in person. So there you go. I, I like, like that. Like what? Well, I think I think what you're saying is that you're eyeballing that striped tank top over there. Is that what we're going to see Jordan rocking? The SD Loyal striped tank top? Can you not see that I from cannot your see whatever you're referencing, but I'm sure I would be rocking it. I see a tracksuit. You're, track you're suit. definitely a tank top guy. You're, uh, am I? Uh, I see a tracksuit over there. I mean, you got top and bottom over there. I have not seen that on the website. I see some jackets. I think I actually see a jacket that, uh, yeah, I see a hoodie. I'm going to swoop up a little bit later on. And I see the brand new shirt that was just unveiled this week. This is already public. Charlie Adams, have you seen this new shirt? I saw it. I You'll saw the video. You'll always remember your first, Darren. Yeah. Do you remember your first? I do. Your first goal? We were there that night. My first goal. I'm still waiting for that. We were there. Where were we for that? Oh, for Charlie Adams' goal? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I was confused for a second. Yeah, I remember that. What was that? 14 minute, 14th minute, I want to say. March 7th? 14th, 15th minute. March 7th, Las Vegas Lights, Torero Stadium. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I was, I was thinking about something else. Were we talking about the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> then you said we were together and I was very confused. Um, yeah, we were walking. We were like right. We were at the supporter section because we had just finished doing the pre-match show. We had finished our walk across the stadium uh, to get a cerveza or two. And uh, we were right there. Perfect place to be for that first goal. And now you can. Now there's a shirt. They showed it to Charlie Adams this week. And he was like really, really into it. He wasn't just like, oh, that's cool. And like moved on like some guys might. He was really into it, which is very cool. So I'm actually looking at that shirt right in front of us. It looks good, as does that beanie. Everything looks really fucking good here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hear you. I hear you. And, you know, I think by us being here, and, you know, I know that we sound like we're just like, hey, everybody, come on down. We're like Cal Worthington. Come on down. I'll stand on my head if you come down here and buy a scarf. But I do think that now that it's the end of November and we're heading into December, with this being open and this being off the table for them, it feels like, Jordan, we're not too far away, perhaps, from some player news, mm. that we're not too far away from some players being retained, maybe some new players being signed. Now, I don't have any insight on this, 
I know we were sort of fishing around when we were walking here trying to figure out if some of the more impactful players that we saw, especially towards the tail end of the year, how realistic is it that we're going to have Rubio Rubin return and put on a loyal kit? I don't know. I don't know. How likely is it that we're going to have a John Kempen return for everything that we meant? And by the way, USL postseason awards, all these saves of the years and keeper of the year. Come on, man. I keep looking for John Kempen's name and don't see it. Kind of disappointed in that. But it feels like if we're here at this point, Jordan, we're probably not too far away from some player news, which I think is actually way more exciting than you and I podcasting from the lobby of the team store. Well, I think it's like the biggest question right now for a lot of fans with SD Loyals, which players are coming back. You can always guess and you can speculate of what players you could try to potentially recruit. Um, we even joked around last week of what players with Reno might become available all of a sudden. Um, I would imagine anything like that, uh, bringing in a player for the first time, that, that takes time. Um, I think the biggest question for supporters right now is like which, which, guys, which guys will be the core going forward because it is different at this level. You don't automatically return the entire team. Um, I don't have any insight, but my guess is that we're going to have some changes with this roster. You're not going to have the exact same roster coming back. So where will those changes be? Um, I don't know. I don't, have, I don't know what the expectation is. I, I know the defense was really, really good. I'm hoping the majority of the back line comes back. Obviously, you want John Kempen to come back, but his situation's a little bit different. He has a contract with a completely different club. Um, so I think the biggest question right now is which of the guys come back? Who do you want to come back? And what does that look like? And how much time after that will you find out um, how you're going to fill in the gaps around that? It's kind of a weird position to be in because you want what's best for the players. Like, I want Rubio Rubin to go on and be successful someplace. The other part of me wants Rubio Rubin not to go anyplace. I want him right yeah, Be successful here. here. <laughs> score goals. Score goals. Goals right here in San Diego. I really want Alejandro Guido to go and be successful. And we'll watch LAFC is playing Seattle Sounders coming up a little later on tonight. Like I want what's best for Alejandro as, as a couple of podcasters here have known Guido for years. And we've known him since he was a teenager, but I also want Alejandro to come back because he was such an impactful player. I want what's best for John Keppen, but God damn, I, I want John Keppen back in net next right. year for SD loyal, because that dude was a freaking stud. And at a time where this team couldn't score a goal to save itself, he was keeping Loyal alive in the postseason picture. So it is a bit of a, it's a weird dichotomy, right? Like there's this inner conflict where you want what's best for these players. I'm sure Landon feels the same way. Landon's probably like, this is amazing that these guys have, might have opportunities to go and do something on a different level. But gosh, like they were really good for me too. I want them back. So yeah. We'll, so let's we'll, name a few guys. I want Colin Martin back. Same. I want Charlie Adams back. Same. Um, this is a dangerous game because now you're this just is gonna... a So, Jordan, why don't you tell us who you don't want back? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with just those two. I those want... are two, I think, very obvious names of guys that I think a majority of the fan base would automatically want back. I'm sorry. I'm pointing on... at Jordan because Jordan's a dog guy. Look at his puppy outside of the door. <laughs> okay. Outside of Loyal. I thought That's I was making a fantastic point. The other point. reason why you should come down here to SD Loyal headquarters when it's open. Just amazing puppies outside. <laughs> uh, I would tell you Jack Metcalf is another guy that yeah. I would like to see back. Yes. Now, who knows what sort of options they have. And some of these dudes are far from home and you understand that but i'm with you on charlie i'm with you on colin i'm with you on jack yeah uh you know those those are are some key pieces i don't know what the future is going to be for a guy who you and i thought at one point was the mvp of the club and that would be stoneman so you know yes please bring stoneman back 
Stoneman. I mean, Stoneman came with Nate before. Yep. Then came to San Diego. You got to stick around. That's my pitch. Please, please, Stone. I mean, I'm pretty sure Nate Miller's kids dressed up as Stoneman as uh, for Halloween. If that's not enough, if that's not a good enough recruiting pitch, I don't know what is at this point. Like, Wait you a minute. Is that, are you making that up? No, I think that's a real thing. I'm pretty sure his son, if I'm remembering this correctly, which is always, that's dangerous, but I'm pretty sure he dressed up as Stoneman. Come on. Yeah. That's awesome. I did not realize that. Yeah, I think he even had like a yellow card and everything, like holding up and everything. <laughs> it was really, really good. That's a great pitch. I mean, I think just that automatic, just show that tweet. And then Stoneman's back. Deal done. In yeah. fact, give Nate a raise for that. That's my new argument here. Nate's not even in this building right now. I'm not even saying it because I just saw him walk by. I think he deserves a raise for that alone. Always be closing. You always got to be closing here. Hey, where else are you going to go, Grand Stoneman, where assistant head coach at the club is going to dress his kids up for Halloween as you? Yeah, I think it's an important point to bring up here. So, I mean, those are, those are the most notable names to me. Like Stoneman jumps out, Metcalf jumps out, Adams jumps out, Colin Martin jumps out. They were very impactful. Um, because we did get into a stretch in August where it was a little bit different for SD Loyal. The, the production was completely different, and you needed to bring in some guys to shake things up and get things going again. Now there were still players that carried on from that core that were very, very important going forward, so those are the guys you're really, really hoping can find a way to stick around. You know, it's interesting, too, and I heard Landon Donovan, who, uh, who by the way, was, was maybe going to be here today, but maybe tomorrow. I heard Landon say on the Locals podcast that one of the byproducts of having a shortened season, right? Because we went from having 34 matches scheduled with some Open Cup to what it was, which was a bunch of groups and a very condensed schedule. 16, right? That's a sprint. I heard him say one of the unfortunate byproducts of that was you didn't get a chance to ingratiate certain guys. You know, certain guys that have talent, uh, Makingila, his name comes to mind, our guy from Mauritius. Um, he didn't get the opportunity to develop those guys or work those guys in as much as he wanted to because you were in a dense sprint trying to qualify for the postseason. Now, under normal circumstances where you might be playing Open Cup or you might be playing 35 matches, which is twice as many as you played in Group B, that you know, you'd say, okay, well, we can get this guy 10 minutes here, or we can get this guy a second half, or we can get this guy a start, or you know, we can get this guy worked in against, let's say, a club that isn't Phoenix or isn't Reno or isn't Sacramento, where every single match you need all these points. I thought that was an interesting point from Landon on the podcast. And something he said, hey, who knows what 2021 is going to look like or when 2021 is going to be- begin. But from his standpoint, he thought that that would be something that could change a little bit, that we might see more development, more opportunity for a bigger number of players rather than just saying, hey, I got to play my best here, man, because I'm running out of time and I don't have a lot of matches to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, for some of those guys, they just didn't get opportunities that they would have under normal circumstances. Yeah, and there was a point I remember in the season where you and I were both really, really wanting to see more of Ashley Nazira. We wanted because there was that that moment, that month of August, where you're like, all right, you need something. You need to see something offensively here, and Nazira seemed to give you some flashes. So I think that was definitely one of the players that a lot of fans would say, I wish we got to see more out of. I at least would have seen, liked to have seen the opportunity a little bit more. Who knows what would have come. Bev, you mentioned as well. Um, he got more minutes than Ashley did, I, if I remember correctly. But, um, yeah, those are two guys that are notable that potentially maybe you could have seen a little bit more. But in a 16-game season where you have two spots in a group that already has five teams, like 
you got to give it your best and you're just going at that yeah. point. Jair Jayan, right? Like yeah. these are names that we saw incredibly talented players who just, you know, they just didn't get opportunities. I don't think it's because they're bad players or because the coaching staff said these guys are bad players. They're just not good. It's just that they said you know, this, unfortunately, these circumstances don't really allow us to give you the amount of time and the amount of minutes right. that we probably thought we would have had with them before the season started and then got stopped because of COVID. And there's players like Irvin Para who dealt with multiple injuries throughout the season. And so he didn't get as many opportunities as the coaching staffer he uh, would have liked. So what does that do going forward for Irvin Para? Um, because you wanted to see him, you wanted to see him playing up front and scoring lots of goals for SD Loyal this year, but he had to deal with several different injuries. So I, don't know, I think that's, I think the roster is the biggest question right now. Um, for loyal supporters, what it's going to look like. When will the season start? A very common question. Um, will it start again in March? Will they push it back April, May? Who knows? Nothing official there. But what players are coming back and when will it start? And when can we all drink beer together in a stadium? I think those are the most common questions right about now. Hell yeah. And we know that you people like drinking beer since you didn't leave us any. Yeah, thanks a lot. We're not even... And won't hold that against you whatsoever, but thanks a lot, yo. I mm -hmm. mean, thanks for rolling through this joint and not leaving us a single drop of beer. We won't, we won't soon forget about Could that. Make a beer we'll run? forget, but we won't forget. Make that's, a beer the, run. that's the way the Unnamed Soccer Podcast works. We forget, but we don't forget. So, you know, when we drink all the beer one time and you guys don't have any, we don't want to hear it. So save it. We don't want to hear any of that stuff. Um, were you drinking beer when Serginho Des scored a goal for Barcelona in Champions League today? Jordan, I was not drinking beer. I will tell you that I was on the radio talking oh. about NFL or some other such thing that I don't really care all that much about. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do. But I did stop the show. Did you? I did stop the radio show to talk about so Serginho Des scoring for Barca, opening up his account. You know how much I love that phrase. Opened his account with Barca today. How good was this? Now, Barca needed it in this match against powerhouse Dinamo Kiev. <laughs> but Barca needed this as well. Coming off a loss, a 1-0 loss to Atletico Madrid. In good position in Champions League group stage. Opened up the scoring there for Barca. They went on to win 4-0. But got to see Conrad De La Fuente debut. Conrad debuted. He made his club first appearance for Barca. And Serginho Dest. I stopped the show and said, okay, listen, everybody. I don't know what you want to hear me talking about. Is it San Diego State or is it NFL football? But I'm here to tell you, we just had a 19-year-old American score for FC Barcelona in Champions League. Crickets from the people that I work with. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is he talking about? But I did stop the show, smack dab in the middle of it, to say, Serginho Dest, man, he scored for... And I had a couple of listeners who hit me up on Twitter who sent a text to the show. So, Good. yeah, I, I was... <laughs> I what was, a great moment. I was from all a, about it, watching on my iPad on my kitchen table today. From, uh, from, a, from a distance... From a distance, goals are pouring in now. Um, from a distance, Darren, it looks like Barca season's an absolute nightmare. So I'm really, really happy that like Serginho Dest is there to deliver these moments for you because it hasn't always been pretty with Chelsea and Christian Pulisic, but at least I had Pulisic to watch and he like kind of got me through some difficult stretches with Chelsea. I think potentially now Serginho Dest is breathing some life into what could be a very miserable season for fans, American fans specifically of Barcelona. Well, listen, all the rest of you are going to take great delight in watching Barca and go, oh, let me check out the La Liga table. Oh, 13th for Barca. Oh, man, my heart is broken. Gosh, normally I say, hey, I want what's in the best interest of the sport, right? So I want the clubs that people are interested in watching. 
I don't expect a single one of you out there to feel that same way about Barca. Espanol's not even up right now. And Espanol, they're in El Segunda. So I wouldn't expect any one of you to feel that way about Barca. That for the good of the sport, you want to see a club like Barca at the top of the table. They're a disaster. They, <laughs> I'm telling you, they are, they are not good. They are not good to watch. They are bad energy. They are poorly coached. They have a dark cloud hanging over them. I know I His feel like this Lionel is, Messi. It's blasphemous to say it, but it's true. And some of this is that he just had nothing left in the tank after international duty. But, man, I will tell you, that was as unimpressive, uh, as dispiriting a performance against Atletico Madrid as I can remember from Messi. And, you know, they should have. I said this then, so you can't just say I'm saying it now. They should have let him go. He wanted to leave. If that's the case, you should honor what it is. Everything he's given to that club, you should have let him leave. Now, he doesn't want to be there. And though I don't suspect he's trying to sabotage the club, Jordan, in any capacity, I think there is something to everybody feeling like they got to walk on eggshells because of Messi. You saw what happened when he returned from South America after international duty. He was greeted at the airport by a mob of reporters he was confronted with this storyline about Antoine Griezmann's former agent who hasn't represented Griezmann in three years. Keep that in mind, three years, saying that he's a terror to work with, he's a tyrant inside of the club. And Messi said it, and he said it in, in plain, easy-to-understand words. I'm tired of being blamed for everything at Barcelona. So on top of what happened, the drama from the summer and sending in the facts and saying, hey, I just want to leave. You told me I could leave. Please, just, just give me this after everything. Now to follow that up here after an international break at the Barcelona airport saying, hey, I'm tired of being blamed for everything. Like, I, I mean, part of me just is like, guys, move him in January. You, you know, you, you got to move on. You got to move on to the next chapter here with this club. You got to give these younger players a chance. These 17, 19-year-old, 21-year-old, 23-year-old players. I know he's the greatest player ever. I know he's the greatest player for the club, but it's, it's, it's not an enjoyable experience watching this right now at all. Um, as soon as we found out that he was actually going to stay with Barcelona, I was holding out hope that this would provide Messi and the club an opportunity to be together for the next couple of months and figure things out. Like potentially things can start going well. Um, maybe it rekindles something. Maybe things... Uh, change in the way that they need to change in order for Lionel to feel comfortable enough to actually stay with the club going forward. I was really, really hopeful that's where, where we were headed with all of this. It appears that it's the complete opposite. It appears it's only getting worse. It's deteriorating even quicker. And, like, he can't get to Manchester City quick enough. Which, as someone who roots for Chelsea in the Prem and doesn't want Lionel Messi in the Prem playing for Manchester City, um, I was very hopeful that Barca and Messi could figure it out in, with this extra time because that's what it feels like. It feels like they're just this is bonus time for them um, to potentially figure out a miracle. But it doesn't seem like that miracle's coming. Although I will say, you got to credit Pep Guardiola for one thing, being the Barcelona legend that he is. You got to give him credit for tanking this season, which is <laughs> increasing the probability that Messi will end up staying in Barcelona because why would Messi want to go to some other club that's not going to qualify for Champions League? He could do that and live in his own house. He doesn't have to go live in Manchester. So <laughs> that's really, that's next level three-dimensional chess from Prep Guardiola there. Well, maybe he's going to tank the season on behalf of City so that Messi doesn't want to go there, so he ends up staying in Barcelona. That's good. I mean, I would, I would appreciate that from Pep. 
I would uh, I would enjoy that. Maybe he ends up with Tottenham because Tottenham likely will be in Champions League next year. Do you Tottenham, know? they don't even need him. Are you kidding me? They're runaway title favorites without him. <laughs> then what are they with him? Because that's a scary thought. <laughs> Sorry, a Liverpool fan off to in the distance just gave us the, the wanker sign when I said that Tottenham was a Premier League favorite this year. Poor Liverpool fans have to wake up at 4.30 this weekend to watch uh, Pool on the Road against the Seagulls. Early alarm clock this weekend for Liverpool fans. Uh, Sunday, hey, oh, though, boy, but that's, uh, they're the only club that ever has to deal with any of that sort of scheduling, too. I mean, God forbid you actually have to play three matches in a week. Who ever heard of such a thing? <laughs> uh, do you know who plays on Sunday in a massive, massive Prem match? Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, and Chelsea. And Chelsea, yeah, so you already knew. Yeah. This wasn't breaking news to you at all. It was not. Okay. I pay attention. I follow along. Chelsea, Tottenham, 8.30 Sunday morning at the bridge. At the bridge, Darren. I've been told, Jordan, that this is the litmus test. For who? For Spurs. Is that true? That's what I've been told. Who told you that? That's what the English Premier League punditry has said about this match. That if Spurs can pick up, where is it? At the bridge. If Spurs can pick up three it, points here. It wasn't beating City 2-0 last week? City? Come on, man. City's, City, a, City's a good team. City's a mess. I, listen, As City, I told you. City's going to be a Champions League team when it's all said and done. Are they not? Um, Tottenham, Are they? Been, yeah. Tottenham scores a shit ton of goals. This, they beat United 6-1 to earlier this year. United? <laughs> How was the Chelsea game? The, I mean, the, I think they've kind of proved it already, I guess is my point. I feel like they've already proved it. Whatever happens this week. They're okay. top of the table. They look fantastic. You even got a guy like me saying they're going to be a Champions League team, and that's scary. Hmm. That doesn't happen very often. I'm usually just making fun of the club, and unfortunately I've been put in a position to actually say nice things about them, and I don't like it. Well, listen, they got a manager who's proven it before. As much as we all love taking a run at Jose, he's proven it before, hasn't he? Yes. Almost everywhere he's been, He's picked up some, some silverware. So is this the time? 1v3. 1v3. Tottenham scoring a shit ton of goals. Only Chelsea have scored more this season. You know, um, that's the other thing, too. It's not like this is just goals. some sort of uh, natural Mourinho, you know, playing a bunch of players behind the ball and picking up some results and boring, boring Chelsea. Remember from when he was there last or <laughs> boring, boring Tottenham. They're, they're right there, right? I, I think only one club has scored more goals than them, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have it in front of me. And plus their goal differential is... Tops in the league? Or uh, right there? Yeah, so Chelsea have scored one more goal than Spurs. 22-21, I want to say. 22-21. They have the same goal differential. They just have Liverpool there. For Somehow Liverpool have 20 points. They're just hanging on for dear life at the top of the table. We'll see how long it lasts. It's amazing given everything that's working against Liverpool. Just, I mean, it's just it's, it's hard to believe that they can even feel the club. They're clinging. They are clinging. There's no question about it. Uh, City 13th. Man City also 13th. That's weird. Arsenal 12th. United 10th. What a strange... Your top four. Can you name the top four right now? You're a Prem expert. Uh, let's you see. get bonus points if you name the four? Europa it is, Well, I know one and three because you just gave it to me. Liverpool's two. Is it Southampton? Four? No, they're five. Is it uh, Everton six? Who am I yes. missing at four? Uh, it's not Arsenal. Champions. Think Prem champions from not too long ago. Oh, Leicester City. Leicester. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Leicester. Not bad. See, I'm paying attention. I know normally I come unprepared for Premier League talk, but 
I'm on it this week. I paid no, attention. No, you were good. I you watched actually, it. You were answering all the questions. You did very, very well there. I watched uh, it. What's going on in La Liga this weekend? Uh, <laughs> well, are you done paying attention to that league? Have all. you moved on? Not at all, actually, because I really do like the clubs that are at the top of the table. Real Sociedad, La Real from Basque Country. Do we have any Basque fans in the house? <laughs> and Atletico Madrid, which is right behind but two fewer matches from La Real. So, you know, there's some, there's some good ball being played. See, the perception, obviously, is that if Real Madrid and Barca aren't playing well, then it's obviously a shit season, and that's not the case. I mean, mm. La Real has some, some quality, and Atletico with Diego Simeone, quality. So, you know, there's good. Barca will be against Osasuna, a club from Pamplona this weekend, and we'll see if they can figure it out. Messi did not make the travel roster for the Champions League match. So, we'll see. We'll see if he's got anything to offer upcoming this weekend. I'm telling you, it's as bad a performance as I can remember with Messi. And if you want to say it's because he was traveling and he's tired, he's exhausted, fine. But it, he did no tracking. I mean, you're not watching Messi to see him track and defend. But it just was bad body language, dude. It was hard hmm. to not pay attention to it. Hmm. All right. And then we got our MLS playoffs upcoming where we have penalty shootout after penalty shootout. We had three penalty shootouts the first weekend of the MLS playoffs. It was chaos watching San Jose and Sporting KC. USL were uh, doing PKs every single round, it seemed like, as well. Are we going to finish the season? We'll find out. You think Major League Soccer gets to the end? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. And, and not only, like, we've had quality penalty shootouts as well. We had a keeper sent off for leaving the line, picks up a red card. They had to put an outfield player in goal. He makes a save, I want to say, for Orlando City. They end up winning that match. Think about that story, how improbable that is. We had another match. My where, heart would not be ready for this. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, I think, three of the six matches in the MLS playoffs opening weekend, Saturday, Sunday, went to penalty shootouts, which is just remarkable. And we've seen just some unbelievable stuff. What happened in stoppage time between San Jose and Sporting KC with your boy Wando. Wando. Scoring in the 96th, 97th minute, whichever it was, the latest the goal's ever been scored in the MLS postseason by Chris Wondolowski was amazing. I know people shit on this league all the time, and I get it. It's not the Premier League. It's not the Bundesliga. But who cares? It's fun. And there are some times where it's just a fun, wacky, chaotic league that you can't quite figure out, and it doesn't make any freaking sense whatsoever. No, it does not. It is pure chaos. We haven't had to go through the experience of penalty kicks with SD Loyal yet. That time is coming. And... I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle it. I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to watch. Do you think Landon will be able to watch, or do you think he's going to be the manager on the side that has to look away? You know, it, he, next time we have him on, that's such an interesting conversation to talk to him about penalty kicks. Yeah. As I a mean, guy who took a bunch of them. He has some experience with that. He, he does. He has some experience with it. No <laughs> doubt about it. Um, all right. Well, I think we got to everything we needed to with SD Loyal. Talked a little Prem. Talked a little La Liga. Got some Major League Soccer in there. Did. A Wando reference. Got two more matches coming up tonight with Seattle and LAFC. By the time anybody listens to this, the match will already be over. That'll be done. Because this will probably post Wednesday. I'm ready to go shopping. I am too. You going to come say hello? You want to say hi? We've missed you on our podcast. Mystery guest. Please check in. Hi. Hi, how are you? Is this thing on? (laughs) 
Is this thing on? It's a good question. Who am I? Where am I? Is it on? Yeah, it's on. It's on. Yeah. We're going to keep this going? Would you like to comment on anything that you've heard from this award-winning podcast thus far? How many stars would you give us Because today? you had all sorts of uh, pantomime reaction to uh, some of the things that were said here. He gave us at least three middle fingers. Gave us the middle finger and gave us the wanker sign. Five and a half stars. <laughs> Out of how many? Out of five. <laughs> Superb. Uh, any predictions for this weekend? Can you give me a prediction for Chelsea and Tottenham? And can you just say Chelsea to make me feel good? Uh, Jose Mourinho is going to win the game. God damn it. I didn't say Tottenham's going to win the game. Jose Mourinho is he'll, going to you win think the he'll game. He'll just be the story. Jose mm. Mourinho always wins the game, though. Jose Mourinho wins the game. Win whether it's lose, the press conference, whether it's the match, whether it's the Instagram, he's Jose one of the always few wins. People, he's one of the few people who can lose a game and still win a game. He's been the story. I feel like I haven't even heard anything about any players. That was like a Gareth Bale? Is he even playing yet, or is he still training? I don't know. It's been the Jose show. It's beautiful. I know Bale's playing. It's beautiful. Like, relax, people, but Jose. That one, was, one. That was a great Pep Guardiola line, by one, the way, from one. the Barca-Real Madrid matchups from all the Classico days, where he would say, hey, listen, I can't compete with Mourinho in here, meaning in the press conference room. <laughs> I can't compete. He already wins the game every single time <laughs> in this room. My goal is to try to win it out there on the field. It's such a true line, though, from whoever you are, mystery guy. Yes. For me. For me. For me. For me. Mystery. For me, mystery. How about those MLS playoffs? How about them? Dude, come on. You were, I was you glued. were watching San Jose. I was glued to the quakes. Uh, shout out to uh, my boy Charlie Wolin. Good folks up at Oakland Roots. And Charlie actually does a, a YouTube show, Black and Azul. It's a really cool quake-centric show uh, up there. So he was glued. He was texting me during the first half. So I had to. It was about, what, 55th, 60th minute. It was 2-2. I had to throw that thing on. Texted mm. both of y'all. That storyline. Wando getting another chance. That was that was special. After all the stuff you heard about Wando over the years, and if Wando could just get one more chance, and to see that point-blank header get saved, and then Kansas City goes the other way, makes it 3-2, it's all over, and Wando got his second chance in, in that game right there, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. But Quakes end up losing, but they made us proud. So cheers to Wando. Cheers to Matias Almeida. And cheers to the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, and uh, thanks for letting me be a little uh, mystery surprise guest here at the very end. Cheers to this cameo appearance. Who am I? <laughs>